Missions to Hunt podcast, where the goal is to learn together and further the culture of hunting. Thanks for listening. Good job, Joe. Thank you. Um, welcome back to the podcast. As you can see, we are off to a fantastic start today. Joe just got to work. He's a little tired. He, he needs a bit of a nap. But uh, other than that, how's life? It's been all right. I came back from vacation. My job was torn to shit by a thankful co-worker that is no longer with the company. <laughs> so that's how good he did when I was gone. So you can imagine the pieces I'm picking up right now. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm uh, just holding in tight. No deer on the ground yet. So um, dealing with some really bad trespassing issues. I just sent you the pictures of yeah. a, a Ford tractor on my property. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know why you're on a tractor, pie hauling away a deer. And I found out multiple deer I've passed have died from the neighbors. So that's always rewarding in Michigan. Yeah, you called me the other day and you were not in a good mood about that. No. So, <laughs> you know, the typical, I mean, if that made their heart sing and they shot it, good for them. I'm great. You know, I'm good. It's, I mean, I could say like when we're, I mean, we're in December now. So it's, uh, it's a little... It's the grind is really starting to kick in now. And then when you get news like that, it definitely doesn't help. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure, you know, good for them. But, like, yeah, I, I could definitely see, you know, we're into December now. The hunting really gets tough. And, and you spent, you know, all them hours in the stand passing those bucks just to find out that they got shot. I mean, it it's uh, definitely not the most uplifting news, that's for sure. Definitely not. But it's hunting, so there's nothing can change about it. They're dead. So it's been the weather's kind of getting to that point where I like the time I really like, you know, rut's gone. So like the winter and all that, you know, snowfall really is like my time to shine. Not for big bucks, but like it's like my time to go hunting. Why? I don't know. I just like it. It's just more peaceful. Usually work's kind of slowing down. Not right now, apparently, yeah. but I'm just saying, like, mid-December, that's when shit, like, starts to, man, that's my favorite time to be in the woods, to be honest. I don't mind it, but there's, I mean, you guys are probably going to judge me, but there's a couple things I got to have. One is a, a blind, the other one's a heater. No. I got I to gotta stay warm, nice and comfy and cozy. No. It's like, I just like embracing the suck, though. Like Why? Why do you? There are some things that you definitely can embrace the suck on, like, uh, I mean, for example, my Kansas trip, like embracing the suck there. But like, you're home. This is your hobby. Like, it's not supposed to be miserable. Yeah, but there's a certain point where I like to just like, I don't know, just mentally, just like makes you feel human. So, I don't know. Maybe I'm just weird. It's like, future serial killers stuff. I, but. I don't know. I mean, I just. Uh, like when it comes to this time of the season for me, I enjoy. I, I'm pretty much out there for does. Uh, I'm not really expecting too many big bucks to walk by, but uh, you know, sit up in the blind with a heater. I'd like to take my kid out now. He's getting to the age, so I'm taking him out. 
and uh just i mean i just like to kind of relax a little bit i think the mornings um are super when there's snow on the ground especially after fresh snow like it's um, it's awesome to be out in the woods right now after that but i just like to relax and kind of i don't know take a bit of a break from the grind and just kind of sit in the blind and have a good time have you ever tracked a deer in the snow like not killed shot a deer and then tracked it like physically track like stalk and tracked a deer with just by footprints in the snow no the only time i ever tracked a deer was my kansas deer yeah, that's spot and stock but you're saying like look find like you're tracks, finding tracks and you just and you walk caught them and then you go okay this going this way i'm gonna fall on the thing. no i've never had I, i've never had a piece of land that was that big yeah. i think you could do it on public yeah. um but i would have i mean I think it would be neat to do it. It's it's fun, but, like, disappointment. I mean, like, when you get fresh snow, but I, I've never been successful at it. I've done it up north and all that when there ain't shit going on. You know, after your morning sit, you just go, and then you just you find a threat. You know, because you just watched the snow. You're, okay, they've been here in the last hour, so eventually he's going to go to a bed. So you just, or dough or whatever, you cut it, and then you just start walking it, and then you just, there's always that ambition oh, maybe over the next ridge but then you just find out you're just like three miles deeper in the woods and then you have to walk out <laughs> but <laughs> yeah i've never i've never quite done that i've done uh, a couple of deer drives on some public land but i've never done a deer never drive. had any success with it i mean um wait that's false i did do a deer drive in muzzleloader season so i don't know but it was uh wasn't successful and i actually had an opportunity to shoot a decent buck on the deer drive like it stood up from a bed but there was like a pathway like we were both going down pathways and like one there's one team on the right and one team on the left pathways and we were in the middle and a deer stood up and i thought it was them at first walking down the trail but it was a deer and then i it just stood up and by the time i could do anything it bounced out of there but then later to like discharge my muzzleloader, we were just going to shoot out there to discharge it, you know, because it was like the last day of muzzleloader. Yeah. I had a, a failure on my, it wasn't a 209 primer, had a failure on it. So I would have saved me from Despero. Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, it's nice now. I mean, I wouldn't mind doing it. It's fun. You get a group of buddies together and just go push and stay, especially this time of year. Like I would, I'll be honest, I think if you're, that group of people that does it the first week in a deer season, uh, I just think it's kind of a disrespectful thing to do. Um, and I also think there's a way to go about it to make it not only safe, but respectful. Um, so I think, you know, it can be fun, but there you, there's things you need to do because ultimately you can mess up someone else's hunt. Uh, if you're not being safe about it, people can definitely get hurt, but, um, you know, it's but, fun. Yeah. I have, like, if I was going to do something, I have, like, no ambition or, like, no uh, expectations to shoot, like, anything decent, to be honest. No, I would say my expectations generally on the couple deer drives I've done is to pop a doe. Yeah. So, I mean, but uh, you get, you, you never know. I mean, whitetail adrenaline guys, that's literally how they hunt is just deer drives. And they're not, like, super aggressive deer drives. So they actually only generally have like one piece one person pushing and then they'll have a couple guys set up on the other end so but they also 
avoid areas where there are people there. So like if they get to a spot and there's someone there, they just move on to the next one. I've seen, I've seen and heard of people like just, you know, see your vehicle and just, nope, this is, this is where we're pushing. And, uh, we're going through there whether you're there or not. And I, I just, that's pretty disrespectful. Where, where are them generally guys from? Aren't they like from like more, more Midwest than I guess? The white tail drowning guys? Yeah. From Wisconsin. Yeah. So. I was I just know. trying to think of terrains. I've it, seen, I, I mean, yeah, of course I've seen some of the, but I always feel like it's more, uh, it's like almost more meadowy, you know what I mean? Like more fields than anything. Where they're at? Yeah. Well, it depends on which state they're in. They do it in every state they hunt. Oh, well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, uh, it seems like it would be a lot easier to do a deer push when it's, like, there's, like, only 20 acres of parcels of timber in uh, them, yeah, in them fields. If you have somewhere... But I it's, mean, like, thousands of state land, but... I think I, it would be easier if you had, like, a 30, 40, 50-acre spot and 20 of it was, like, field. Right. Um, and then you just set up and... Uh, ideally, you would set up where the driver is. Um, w- the wind would be blowing where you expect the deer, because then more often than not, the deer are—they're not just busting out of there, right? Because right. they're not getting spooked. They just smell some dude walking through and get up and walk away from him. That's the ideal way to do it, but I don't know. It's just—I don't know. The deer drive's kind of a, a dying thing, but uh, I'm kind of glad. I mean, whatever. I mean, it's it's just I like to get a group of people together, like a, a group of buddies, right? You know, go out in the middle of the afternoon during muzzleloader season or something like that and just see what happens. I guess, yeah. So you'd be opposed to doing it? No. <sighs> like, dude, absolutely not during firearm season. Fuck that. Gun season? No. Like, but Fuck so, like, uh, muzzleloader opens up, what, tomorrow? Yeah third right yeah Yeah. tomorrow you know get me you or today in podcast line yeah me you matt kyle my buddy tyler you know get get a small group together go hit up shit rose lake or something like that and uh just because they're already already demolished you know what i mean not the the deer i'm saying the properties are already right it's not like like we're just gonna and if you do it at like eleven in the morning on like a Saturday, like so you go there, someone's in the parking lot, dude. There's so much land out there, you just move to the next spot. All right. So, yeah, I wouldn't be opposed to it, but like like you were saying, like I think we yeah. need to try and get it set up. I could, I could like do like Michigan like November sixteenth, and you're asking me, I'd be like, absolutely not. No, no, I think if I you think- were to do that, like so, there are definitely so there are like I guess strict rules I would follow. Morals. One, moral. yeah. One is it's a- there's a time and a place, right? So the time to do it is not the first week of gun season. Like, because in my opinion, there are hundreds of thousands of hunters in the state of Michigan that are looking forward to that one day. And there are tons of people in the woods. And your plan is to literally just go run right through them because you're not going to find a place that doesn't have hunters. No. And you're going to run right through them and just blow them out. Like, it's a dick move. Um, not to mention, that's a great way to get yourself into a fight and possibly get shot at because there's so many hunters out there. But after that first week, it calms down. and Tremendously. I think after like the first heavy snow, I would say 
if okay i would say like 50 i would say after the first opening weekend i would say 50 percent of all them people are done for the season yep 100 and then out of them 50 percent after a good snowfall or the windshields get down to the you know the 20s and all that i would say 50 percent of that so the 25 percent would just yep. continue drying off and then i would say into after gun season i would say only 20 percent of them people are left if that i would say during most yeah. season it's going to be pretty rare to find anybody um in those areas mainly because they've been hit so hard uh people that are hunting there are probably just struggling to see deer that's mm -hmm. where deer drive is nice because you're not waiting on deer you're walking around and getting deer up but the nice thing also about michigan is i don't have to use a muzzle loader i can use a shotgun i can use my 350 it doesn't really matter straight on yeah so i don't know i think uh we should try to get together one day with them on friday night. First, first uh first archery tournament is next weekend so i'm pretty excited for that okay i'm gonna text matt and kyle and them and try to get a deer draft set up for next weekend so, <laughs> and, I, and i won't be there that seems super lame but we'll work on it you want to come to the tournament with me no i <laughs> i'm not walking around in the cold no it's not it's in so it's an indoor one oh that's a little bit better it's, but it's in clarkston if you guys want to come, hit me up. Register at nine o'clock Saturday. Um, I don't know. Talk to them guys. We'll see. Work something out for the deer drive. Yeah, I'll send them a text. I'll send Matt. Matt will one hundred percent be in. Absolutely nothing next week, or I mean the the beginning of the week. I got I got to turn. Gotta I got to turn over this shitty fucking store. I can't say their name because I I'm afraid they'll legally hunt me down and sue you. Why would they sue me? I didn't do no, anything. No, no, me. Oh. <laughs> I was say, talking. I, I didn't do shit. anything to him. <laughs> no, it's a great store or franchise or whatever. Not franchise. What are they called? Corporate. They're, it's a franchise. No, it's not. Franchise is when you buy into it. Like KFC is a franchise. Culver's is a franchise. Corporate owns this burrito-making restaurant. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Like anybody listens. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know. I don't know where to go from that. I don't know. I took East now hunting the other day. How did that go? Uh, well, for a five-year-old, it went about as well as it could have. So we could have shot a deer, but uh, so I'll start. We went out, sent up a pop-up, got it all set up. So my favorite thing Easton does now, so he's really good about my gun. He doesn't really go by it, doesn't mess with it, but he calls it a sniper rifle because uh, <laughs> he plays Call of Duty with me all the time. <laughs> so he always is talking about my sniper rifle, and it's just my 350 that I'm using to shoot a deer. But uh, he was all excited. He, he went out there, but the, the only clothes he had were like his normal like sweatpants and jacket, and the texture for it, I don't even know how to explain it. Like It was loud. It was very loud. I need to get him. Oh, you mean the fabric? Yeah. I, I was like, why the fuck are you touching them? <laughs> no. It's like the, like, you know those snow pants you had? When it, you is were, it like tent material almost? Yes, yeah. It's like, it's so, shh, 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 <laughs> Every time he moves. No snow on the ground. You're like, what the fuck is that noise? Yeah, so. Was it snowing, though? Did we get the snow yet? No, I can't, I can't we remember. Didn't. No, okay. we hadn't had it yet. 
And so I was like, okay, you know, we'll we'll make it work. So I set the pop up up. Now, when we walked out, he was carrying his little blue chair that he has. And uh did you yell at him? No, no, no. no. You didn't yell at him. No. Okay, good. Don't I know people that yell at you for walking weird. (laughs) And uh, I wish I could go deeper down this rabbit hole, but (laughs) continue. Um, So uh, no, so we walked out. He, I, he always wants to bring his own backpack. So I have a little camel backpack and I had put all of our drinks in there, which literally was two Mountain Dews and his two little juices. And uh, I had a coloring book and stuff in there. And, it was too heavy, so he was carrying that in his chair. And we got like a hundred yards in, and he was like, "I can't carry this dad anymore; it's too heavy." <laughs> so I ended up carrying my gun, my backpack, uh, both chairs because I didn't have I didn't have anything set up previously. So lesson learned: if you're gonna take a kid, either be prepared to carry a lot of shit or get it set up ahead of time. <laughs> so I ended up carrying my chair, his chair. My gun, my backpack, uh, the heater, and the shooting stick, and the pop-up blind. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! And you were talking about I was miserable sitting in a tree stand. Um. So, and I had to take some of the drinks out of his backpack because it was too heavy. So I got everything all set up for him, and uh, I carried everything out. So we get to where we want to sit, but his pants are so loud. He was in front of me because I don't know why. And uh, he just kept walking and walking and walking. And I'm like, Easton, Easton. And he just kept walking. So finally, I just started setting everything up. And he uh, finally turned around and realized where I was at. And he come running back. Oh, you didn't have the blind already set up? No, that's why I had to carry it out as a pop-up. Oh, I thought you said you already set it up. Okay. No, yeah, I'm telling you, you should. 100% you should. Oh, I thought you meant you didn't yeah. have chairs and the heater. Like, eh. I can understand that stuff. This is uh this is private, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This I would I wouldn't yeah. be taking it out to public. Well, I just like in some privates I do only like if I set up a blind, I sometimes don't leave my chair or heater out there. This is a while ago. I haven't done this. If I were on your property, I wouldn't leave shit out there. Yeah, exactly. Because you got <laughs> fucking motherfuckers stealing your shit. So, um uh, yeah, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, I I like it, when I did set up like that I never kept my chair or heater in there. I have my heater out of it now, but uh, Justin has a lock on his his blind. It's so I, I dude, it almost like it's like the most public private spot I've ever had. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm like, oh, it, it sucks because like it produces big deer, but it's just like, damn, it sucks. Yeah. Okay, continue. Sorry. So. We get set up. So one thing, if you're gonna take a kid out, I'd recommend uh, keeping the sh- like the hunts short, right? Like especially a five year old. So we went out and got set up at like three thirty, knowing it got dark about five thirty. Um, I don't have much to like brush the blind in, but I'm not too concerned because I know where the deer are coming. I should be able to see them before they really spot me, so I wasn't too worried about all that. And uh, to get everything set up. He immediately breaks out a, uh, I get the heater going, he breaks out a big old bag of jerky. My wife had bought me and him like our own, like like the big bags. I don't know how much they weigh, but, uh, and this kid proceeded to pound that whole bag of jerky the entire time we were out there. 
Um, so he was pretty pumped about that. He colored in his coloring book. And then about 4.30, I seen a deer. And um, so I tell him, and he can't really see it. And then I look, and it's a it's two small bucks. Like it's a spike and a six-point. And uh, I said, well, do you want me to shoot one? And he said immediately, like he got amped up. He was like, yep. So I get his little earmuffs on because I have, we, we take earmuffs for him just because the gun's really loud. And uh, he's just sitting in his chair. He's not like really watching. He's just waiting for me to shoot. But I wanted him to like be able to see it. So I stood him up or whatnot. And he's standing next to me in the blind. And I can't get a shot on the six point. That's the buck I'm trying to shoot. And uh, when Describe it, that buck real quick. Can you yeah, a year and a half year old six point. I mean, it's pretty typical six. Like, like eighty inches. I don't even know if it was that much. It was a, it was a small buck. Doing it for the kid, right? Yeah, yeah. I wouldn't have shot that deer. If, if I wouldn't even pulled. I would have. I would if I was not with him that night. I would have killed the deer. It wouldn't have been that deer though. Oh. Um. So. The deer finally cuts through a spot I can shoot him, but he walks directly behind the little buck. And so I would have had to shoot them both. So I didn't shoot them. Well, in the process of all that, Easton is kind of like, he's real fidgety in the blind. Um, and he can't hear anything I'm saying because he has the earmuffs on. Well, a group of does comes across and one gets to like 40 yards and she pegs the blind immediately. And Easton is just like running, doing laps in this blind at this point. Uh, like he's just moving around a bunch and I'm trying to calm him down, but... Needless to say, the doe ends up seeing us. Um, she doesn't really seem like she did not know what was going on, and she kind of took off a little bit, and they left, so we couldn't get a shot. And uh, I just kind of sat him down and was like, hey, like, you know, we got to make sure that we uh, stay a little bit more still, you know. Um, but he wasn't even mad. He was just like, oh, okay. Like, he was just excited that we got to see deer. That's the first time he's ever seen any bucks, you know. So I kind of focused quite a bit of it on that because um, – I didn't really care too much that we didn't get to shoot a deer. Um, then we seen some more does that night, but they ended up being downwind of us, so they smelled us. So I kind of explained that to him, which I don't know. He's five, so I don't know. He really understood a whole lot of that. But then I moved the blind, and I did kind of uh, brush it in a little bit that time. But he hasn't come out with me since. Uh, so I'm hoping to take him out this weekend and shoot at a doe. That's really my biggest goal. What's the weather for us to be like this weekend? I know I haven't checked it. Yeah, me either. Well, at least you're getting them out there. I mean, it's it's stepping stones. I mean, yeah. I mean, you got to have a little bit of an expectation that things are not going to go great. Um, just because he's five, like there's a lot of things he just doesn't know. Oh. Um, so that's why I think this time of year, especially if you have a heater and a blind, is a great time to get kids out there because deer are starting to herd up. I'm not sure if you've seen it over here, yeah, but I can um, tell you deer are starting to herd up, and uh, they're going to be on a pretty predictive pattern right now. Um, so if you kind of blow them out a little bit, especially, you know, like what we did, it, uh, it doesn't really hurt too much, you know, as opposed to, like, blowing a big buck out in, like, October, November. Um I mean, heck, I went back, I don't know if it was the next night. I went back the next morning and seen two does, but then moved the blind. And uh, two nights after I sat with him, and I still seen 
another buck and like 25 does. I just couldn't get a shot. So they weren't spooked too bad. They did, they did, uh, kind of outsmart me a little bit and went around the blind, which kind of sucked, but that's just part of having a, a blind. They, they actually walked by me at 40 yards and I couldn't shoot them cause they were on the neighbor's property. So yeah, lucky for them. All right. Yeah. I think, um, I don't think I'm going to hunt this weekend. I think I'm going to be at work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but what's the muzzleloader? Next weekend's the last weekend of it, right? It goes from the 3rd to the 12th, and then after that, the 13th to the 1st is late dough. Or, well, for you, it doesn't really matter. You're going to take a bow anyways. Yeah. So, I don't know. Just trying to – what's your – plans for the rest of the year for hunting shoot does to shoot, shoot does. as many does i mean if i see a good buck i'll, I'll take it but uh both the private land places i hunt they need uh they need some does shots so my plan is to shoot does um and then try to get east and out a couple more times so do you ever like i've heard this one but i mean you've like like her not to shoot does after rut because you're potentially taking out big buck jeans and all that. I've heard a lot of excuses on not to shoot does. So I would say almost exclusively the people who have ever told me not to shoot a doe are the people that don't get anything older oh. hunters. Um, and it's don't shoot a doe during bow season because then the bucks won't be around. And then late season, you can't shoot a doe because then she's going to be pregnant and she's not going to get, uh, she's not going to have fawns. Um, I don't, uh, I'm not even remotely concerned about that because I should have shot does in October and didn't. And now I'm regretting it. And uh, as far as them being pregnant, like, I don't know, that doesn't seem to, that doesn't bother me uh, because, I mean, when I'm seeing, like I said, the other night I seen at least 25 deer, and one of them was a year-and-a-half-year-old buck. Uh, the other time I went out, we went out with Mike when I came back from Kansas during the opener of Gun, and shit, we seen 40 deer, and not one of them was a buck. So uh, my doe population where I'm hunting could take a solid decline and i would not be disappointed with it so as far as shooting them because they may have been bred by a big buck is just not really something i think too much about not me either i mean i mean that's what i generally do all my doe hunting behind my house and stuff i have to i haven't hunted behind my house i should hunt by i went back there i checked on the food plot behind my house mm -hmm. i was just driving the quad back there and uh the food plot is tore up. <laughs> it's tore Throw up. back there and shoot a deer. I, I don't get home time. I don't get... I get home at... I eight. almost said you have weekends off, and then I just remember that you told me you don't have weekends off. Yeah, seven days a week, baby. <laughs> sounds like a good time. It sounds like an awesome time. Salary working? Highly. Seven days a week on salary? Yeah, highly uh, suggest it. Is the, is that's it? a hard no for me. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, this could be awesome. I don't know, man. I might have to take advantage of that uh, that late uh, Oakland County um, and Macomb. Um, was that extended deer season? Yeah, it goes, goes to like 
middle of January, doesn't it? 20th? I don't quote me on it. That's not. I don't know. I don't look too much into it because I don't really plan on doing it. Is that for dough only or can you shoot whatever? No, I think it's for everything. Okay. I thought. I maybe, maybe I could be wrong. I haven't even shot a deer in Michigan yet. I don't mean I've. I've pulled up with my gun on a bunch, but I haven't pulled. I haven't shot at anything. I wish I had even. I, wait, I did touch my bow on that one, the neighbor shot, but um, I touched it, and I was like, no, nah, absolutely not. So, hmm. Yeah, that's the only time. I don't know. You're going to have to shoot at something here before long. Yeah, might have to. Burn and tag, burn and tag. Burned a lot of tags this year. All my Wyoming, oh, I only had one Wyoming bear tag I burned this year. Um, eh, that's fine. So, I mean, you, we got late, or we got small game season, rabbit season coming up. And I got my dog, who I wouldn't hold a lot of stock in yet. I don't really know what I'm doing with him, but go yeah. rabbit hunting. So what was like the process of you training that dog? I mean, are you gonna do anything? I mean, I know you did shot training around it, just to. So I'm actually thinking it. about getting a cap gun too. Uh, I'll be 100 percent honest. If you're someone that breeds beagles and trains them to rabbit hunt, there's gonna be there's a good chance you're gonna cringe at a lot of what I just say because I have no idea what I'm doing. Um, so I have some like training scent. The issue I have is uh, getting him kind of on it, because uh, right now he he'll tr- he'll chase the shit out of some squirrels, um, and he'll go out there and he'll be scent trailing them and stuff like that. But I'm kind of nervous about that. I still got to get a shot collar for him because uh, he is a beagle. He is stubborn, like very very stubborn, um, but. He's doing okay, um, but I want to get a cap gun to kind of get him more acclimated to just more loud noises. I just That's my biggest concern. I'm not actually concerned after doing it earlier in the year, but just to make sure. Um, he was pretty good. At, <laughs> you should have seen him at the, when we were watching the Ohio State game. Uh, for those of you that don't know, I'm a huge Michigan fan. So I was pretty ramped up during that game, and I was pretty loud, clapping, yelling, and he was loving it. He was kept jumping up on me, like super excited, like uh, just because I was being loud. Um, so that was a good sign, I, I think. But the main training thing is actually the guy bought the dog from. He's gonna let me run my dog with his dogs. So with beagles, I know you know, especially with him, they have a and just innate nature to go hunt. Right, like that's what they do. Yeah, instinct. Yeah. So the biggest thing is making sure that they are tracking what you want them to track. So I want to keep them off deer, um, and I want to be able to get them to come back to me, right? So that's the biggest thing. So, like, he does listen. Like, when we're in the house, I'll say, Remy, come, and he'll come to me. But I can tell you right now, once he gets on something, he's not. Like, when he's out in the yard pissing around with them squirrels, he does not listen. The- um that's why the problem I had with Reaper when I was training him to do like bird stuff, like or rabbit stuff. Like if he got like if he seen a rabbit, it turned red. You know, he turned red. He he, he doesn't matter if you're shocking. I was shocking him at like the highest volume. I mean, he he didn't care. He wanted that squirrel or 
rabbit or whatever. It was just like, well, I was like, this dog is not going to work. <laughs> and, so, I, and, and it's a lot of work. Yeah. Now, I will say I've had him in packs before. So I had him in a pack with uh, not hunting dogs, but just other dogs. And we had him out in the woods. And as soon as I called him, he, he kind of came back. You know, he was sniffing around and stuff, and he came right back. Um, he, I think he's going to follow the model of the other dogs, and um, I'm going to take a lot of tips from the guy I'm going with as far as, like, the shot collar um, and how that's going to work. But um, I plan on buying a pretty high-end shot collar slash GPS collar because – I, I'm just not totally confident at first I, that I'm going to be able to get him to come back. Like, I feel like I'm going to be chasing him a couple times. Are you train them? So they would more be vocal. Well, like, they're vocal. I'm saying like when they find something, they're vocally telling you they're not going to point, right? Correct. So he's, he does that a little bit now. And uh, when they're on a track of something, they are loud. Like you're, you'll be, I'll be able to hear him as far as like tracking wise. Um, but I'll be honest, my first couple hunts with them, especially solo, I'm fully expecting me to, to be chasing him more than I am hunting, which I'm not against. Like I've always wanted a beagle. I don't really necessarily know how to train him, but I think I'm going to learn a lot and then kind of go from there. Um, most people are probably thinking you're nuts for having him in the house, which after having him in the house throughout the summer, you're probably not wrong. Um, he gets into everything, but he's a good house dog. He's, he does a pretty good job as far as potty training, which a lot of people said was going to be hard, um, which was hard because he's, he's a beagle and he's about the most stubborn goddamn thing I've ever met in my life. Um, but he, uh, I, I have faith that he'll be able to hunt. I think if I can just get him on some rabbits and, uh, that's the main thing. Once I get him on rabbits, he'll know what to do. Like he's shown me that with the, um, the squirrels. Yeah. Um, and then it's just keeping him off of deer, and then getting him to come back. Right. Like yeah. <laughs> if he gets on a rabbit and he and we're like, I don't know if I'm going to take him out to public this year. Like I'll probably actually just um, find some people that have some private and probably actually just drive around looking for private to rabbit hunt with him. Um, and just uh, just run him as much as I can and get him used to coming back and maybe not even shooting rabbits, just kind of running around with them and get him get him used to some more, like, commands and uh, stuff like that. But he does a good job of sitting and staying. He doesn't lay down very well yet, but he'll sit and he'll stay. Um, and so we'll see. I don't know. I'll let you know come about January february how it goes there'll be some small game events i don't know are we gonna do some yeah i mean i don't know we don't have to bring remy we, we we might bring him but like i know so the guy i bought the dog from he lives out in perry so he's already texted me and uh i plan literally this the first weekend in january send him a text like hey can i bring him over and kind of explain it to him where he's at and then uh you know, kind of going from there. Cause I'm not like, like I said, I'm not worried that the dog's not going to hunt. I can guarantee you he's going to do that. It's just, my concern is that he's going to be a stubborn beagle. Like they told me straight up, like as long as he's not gun shy, we'll get him to where you can use him as a dog, you know? Mm -hmm. So, 
Uh, that's kind of my goal. Um, they said it's, they, they, they pretty much told me training a beagle is really not that hard because they want to hunt. It's not like, I guess, a bird dog where you're like, there's a lot of like whistles and you're trying to get them to go to a direction and stuff like that. Like, I don't need them to do that. I just need them to get on the scent of a rabbit and circle it, you know, and just chase it. That's pretty much all I need them to do. Yeah. Like speaking of that, like, that's what I really wanted to like get like into like get people on that like waterfowl because like i'm super ignorant between like waterfowl or bird dogs like my brother-in-law one of his really good friends is a really big upland hunter yeah and that it's like such a weird element because like because i wouldn't personally like it's hard to get into because it's expensive like if you do it out of season you know what i mean like at farms and stuff it's expensive but it's like it's like in the middle of fucking deer hunting. Well, that's almost. the thing. So a lot of upland bird hunters, uh, they would rather hunt ducks and geese than deer. And well, I don't think I don't, that's upland. That's waterfowl ducks. Well, it feels like, I don't want people to trash our podcast because we don't know the difference. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so I'll just go with bird hunters, but uh, they uh, like they love doing that. They would rather do it more than deer hunting. Yeah. I, I find that. It's just me, but it's crazy to me. Yeah. But that's why I would love to, like, talk to them. You know what I mean? Sit down and just, yeah. like, you know, because they they're obviously passionate about it, and they're obviously a reason for it, and I would love to get into it. Waterfowl, I would love to do waterfowl. I mean, I got a lot of geese decoys, but, like, that's all because I, like, kind of, like, inherited them, but I got them. And then um, I was like, I've never done it because I don't know no one that ever done it. I mean, I know a you couple just, of people. Like, just, oh, just go sit out in the field, and I'm like, I feel like I just I don't be know, out there's there. Some, there's some guys like they'll buy the boat. Like you ever, you know how much a waterfowl boat costs? <laughs> Dude, it's so expensive. I like, get it because you have to buy. Okay, now I want to say you don't have to buy, but I they mean, have the special boat motors that can go through like mud and shit, like five to ten thousand dollar just motor. Yeah, um, dude. But I don't know. I wouldn't. I wouldn't be opposed to early goose season, but. Yeah, I, like duck season it, is in the middle. It'd be hard for me to sacrifice time to do another thing. And like maybe like maybe we'll, hey, we got an extra spot on a boat. You want to come out on a day like like a shitty day, like a shitty something day. I, I wouldn't yeah. be opposed to that, but man, I don't know. Maybe maybe since I've really never done it, I I, will, I haven't experienced that you know passion or love for it. Maybe I'll fall in love. Maybe I won't. Yeah, the other thing that I struggle with is. Th- the only shotgun I have is my Mossberg, and so for like waterfowl, your um, your limit you have to have a plug in your gun, right? Um, yeah, and you I, have to have three, right? Or I mean, I think three max. Yeah, yeah, you allowed one in the chamber, two in, but I think that you have to have a plug. Yeah, you have to have a plug in, and I don't have a plug because uh-huh. I took my plug out. Because for rabbits, I can put five. Yeah, in. You can put it. So. I don't know. That's probably another thing that's prevented me because I don't know how to get the plug or get it back in. I'm pretty sure for a Mossberg it's like super easy. I bet you can Amazon it for like 20 bucks. Well, yeah, but I think getting it back in would be the biggest pain in the ass. Yeah. Oh, do you still have it? No. Uh, yeah, I know. Like when I got my uh, A300. That was like the first thing I did. Yeah, I know. I took that fucker out. Boop. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, fuck this thing. <laughs> and like the literally the difference between an A300 or a Breda and uh like uh a 400 was the difference between it can shoot threes three inch to three and a half and there was a 250 dollar price difference i was like 
Absolutely not. I mean, have you ever shot a three and a half inch shell? Yes. And did you not realize immediately how like unnecessary they are? <laughs> yes. I don't need to shoot a goose at ninety yards. <laughs> my father-in-law shot a turkey this year with a three and a half inch oh my shell. God. And a, I don't know how his shoulder's still attached. And b, he fucked that turkey up. <laughs> like, let me show you a picture of this turkey. Oh man. Oh like, my god. Don't get me wrong. Like, yeah, it's doing its job, but. Like, the price difference, I was just like, dude, there's almost half the fucking gun. No, I mean, I never realized, I've never seen a gun that could shoot three and a half inch shells, but until he yeah, went out. Yeah, A400s were at us. Because we had a super cool morning that day where we both shot turkeys, but, dude, he messed his turkey up. Like, So, I'll show you a picture of mine real quick. I've never shot a turkey with a gun. You never? Have you ever shot a turkey? Yeah. I shot that one two years ago for the bow. Come on. Okay, so there's my turkey. Pass. Now, mind you, we shot these. Pass. We shot these on the same morning. Swipe. I'm swiping. That's his. After he shot it with a thing. Demolished. The fans all messed up. Yeah, yeah. That like, is definitely just going to uh, be just getting the spurs off of that thing. That's about yeah, it. Yeah. He, uh, needless to say, he it, it did its trick. But yeah, I was like, damn, like. <laughs> Four turkey didn't. I walked over there and there was just a pile of feathers. <laughs> what movie is it where he's like, they're talking to him and he's like, he's like, I used them new whammy shells and he holds <laughs> up a bird with a vole. Like, that's literally that picture. Yeah. I mean, it made for a cool haunt because it was, it was his birthday and we doubled up, which was kind of cool. Yeah. That's, but, uh, that's always cool. It did show me that, uh, I don't need a three and a half inch shell. Yeah. Cause I was using three inch shells. Are you excited for? You're pretty decent at turkey hunting. Are you pretty excited for that to come up? I love turkey hunting. I think turkey hunting is a great uh, tool to get new people in hunting because, uh, so for deer, you're kind of sitting and waiting on deer, you know, a lot more than anything, which can get really boring if you're not seeing deer. With turkey, they're either there or they're not, right? Like you, you're going right. to hear them first thing in the morning. So they're super vocal, very interactive which makes for new hunters a uh, it's a lot more exciting, right? Like uh, they get to hear it. They can know whether they're coming. You get to see them strutting out. And now don't get me wrong. There are some frustrating moments when it comes to turkey hunting, like when they gobble and don't come in or for whatever reason they gobble on the roost and shut up, kind of things like that. But at the end of the day, like when you go into an area, you know right away there's turkeys here or there's not when you, if you get in there in the morning. You know, because they'll be gobbling. Um, so for new hunters, it's it's nice to get them out there, get them experience in that, get them to hear that, and then get them into deer hunting. Plus, the weather's generally better. It's just overall nicer for newer or younger hunters. Yeah. That's pretty fun. I suck at deer. I mean, turkey calling. I suck at it. I am not what you would consider an expert. I can do it. I mean, I obviously I've shot a handful of turkeys, but it's uh, I don't know. My experience, like you can get if you get someone that's really really good at turkey calling, you can you. It's not hard. It's super mm -hmm. easy. But like with me, I am what I would can say a decent turkey caller with what a mouth you, call. Oh, I, call. I, I, um. But, like, certain things I just simply can't ever do. Like, I think I've done it once was called a hen or a, a tom off of a hen. Like, that's probably the hardest thing in 
in the world to do is to call a tom off a hen. And it wasn't even that I called the tom off the hen. I just got, I convinced the hen, uh, I got her mad enough to come over and check out our decoy. Tom's came over. Um, but like really good turkey callers, when a turkey will hang up at like 60, 70 yards, we'll be able to convince him to, to come in. Whereas mm. right now, I still kind of struggle. Like if a Tom hangs up, like it's going to be pretty difficult for me to get him to come in. And I'm still kind of learning when to stop calling and when to call. Like this year, for example, and I actually, I don't even want to spoil the story. I'll wait for turkey season. We'll go over my turkey hunting story. Yeah. But um, there's definitely some intricacies to turkey hunting that the more you do it, the more you'll understand it. But it's it's a lot easier than deer, I'll tell you that much. So do you just use diaphragm or do you use a slate or a box? I only use diaphragm because they when I got into turkey hunting I was really poor and I couldn't afford uh all those expensive calls and diaphragm calls are five bucks. Um and so I just use diaphragms now. Um it's not that I'm opposed to the other kinds, it's just that's what I use. I had a fucking what's that called? That's the, a, the box call, right? Yeah. yeah, just box. Okay. Yeah. Uh, fucking. <laughs> I was walking out, and um, every time I was walking, I, I, I could hear it going. E, e. I was like, dude, there's a fucking turkey over there. It was your box call? It was my box call, <laughs> fucking moving in my backpack. Just like. <laughs> you need to get a rubber band for it. I, I think I had a vocal restraint. Oh, man. My first turkey hunt, I killed a coyote. So. I've only, I've never even shot at a, oh, that's a lie. I shot a coyote rabbit hunting one time. That was kind of cool. Yeah. We yeah. actually kicked it up like a rabbit. Oh, did you? Yeah. It was, oh. So me and my buddy, Tyler, which I talk about all the time, uh, we're rabbit hunting and um, it, it's like middle, it's like 11 in the afternoon or morning. And uh, he goes, there's a coyote over there. And we just like walk up and the coyote runs right to us. And he starts kind of taking some pot shots at it when it got like 50 yards. And I remember we're rabbit hunting, so yeah, he didn't hit it. Well, we watched it go in like right where we were at, so but we never seen it come out the other side. So like it's got to be right up in here. Well, we kind of forget about it, go back through there kicking out rabbits. Next thing you know, this fucking thing like from me to the wall like 10 yards away jumps up i was like oh shit so i start shooting at it hit it a couple times but again i'm using like target load so it doesn't put it down but it ended up running off and we never found it damn yeah i uh uh so i went behind my house i went out bought a decoy diaphragm slate and a box call because i was like i don't know what the fuck i'm doing Watched a YouTube video, literally didn't uh, didn't go into work, went out and deer call or turkey hunting. I was just like sitting there. I was like, wait, 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 wait. I wasn't hearing shit, and I was like, well, and all that. And then I seen a, uh, I seen something that I left my eye. I just seen it kind of go in, you know, the opening of my pond, and now I seen it go in, and then right in the brush. I was like, that's a fucking coyote. So I hit it a couple times. And I actually have this video on Tacticam. You can kind of see it on like a computer screen. You can see everything. And it's just walking through like this thicket. 
you can see it walking and I kind of give the, I have the diaphragm in still and I give the diaphragm a couple of calls. He probably didn't think it was a turkey. He was like, what the fuck is dying <laughs> over here? He's like, what the hell is this? So he's walking in the woods and then I just had turkey load and I just like, I'm pretty sure this will go like 20 <laughs> yards and through this thick. I was like, whatever. Boom. Just dropped him. I was like, wow. So then I got him mounted. That's the one I had mounted up there with the pheasant. Okay. Yeah. I, uh, how was your adventure trying out the diaphragm call? I know we're supposed Dude, to. I know it's deer season, but we've kind of gone I down this uh, turkey. I'm calling this. So. The, I'm going to call this the regroup. <laughs> <laughs> the regroup episode because I don't. Right now, I'm just depleted from deer hunting. I just don't even want to talk about it right now. <laughs> but, uh, uh, dude, I can't. I couldn't do it. Like, like. <sighs> Does it not like tickle? Yeah, I don't like that. It's just like so. The more you do it, I promise. So that'll go away. That that'll go away. Yeah. But uh, I don't know where to sit it. And like I heard people like cut it, like to form in your mouth better. But like I wouldn't recommend. I tried it once. It didn't work. So I mean, I uh, I just set it up there, and it's I don't know. It, it once you get the hang of basic calls. So once you can do like a basic Yelp then your cuts and everything aren't bad. The hardest thing to do with a diaphragm call is per by by far. I still struggle with it. Yeah. But a basic Yelp, this is going to sound for experienced turkey hunters probably dumb, but a basic Yelp will do almost anything you need to do. Yeah. Cuts are super easy because cuts are just quick, short yeah. kind of thing. That's why I got the slate. I actually fucking hate the match. I like them. I would, it would go slate, box, than diaphragm if i i carry one with me because i mean with a shotgun because like dude like you or a bow like when that comes when you know that fucker's coming in you have no choice and you're by yourself you don't have no one calling for you there's no way you can operate a box or a slate with a bow well the nice thing about turkeys so if you're there if you know they're coming so you can generally tell like if they're coming in uh, you can just stop calling. Like once right. they see the decoy, like they're they're pretty committed. I mean, but it's not gonna have hurt to have it in your fucking mouth. No, because where it's gonna up. help is yeah, is when they get hung up. Yeah. So I'm just saying at that point, and them fuckers got good vision. Yeah, I've been busted more times than I can even imagine. Man, they busted me. I wasn't turkey hunting. I was deer hunting, and I just wanted to get some cool B-roll footage on the camera. And man, they're they had to be 90 yards away. And all I did was went like this, like no movement to my camera arm. I just turned it like 90 degrees, just like this. I said with one hand, just like swoop like this. And I just seen one, one time just, and then the, just, they all just scattered. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <Yeah>. What? <laughs> yeah. So the, yeah, them buggers have really good visions. Yeah. I've had them. I don't know. Could you imagine if they had noses, like they smell human? We Well, there's a reason they can see fuck. so well because their vision. But the other thing is, is turkeys are really dumb creatures. Yeah. <laughs> they, like, I don't know, like a, a turkey's kryptonite. So if you're just getting into turkey hunting, if there's one thing I would tell you to buy, it's a pop-up blind. Oh, yeah. They, they're, they're dumb. Like you can post that thing up in the middle of a field. And they'll act like it's been there their entire life. Not even, not even second guess it. Walk, you just set a decoy in front of it, they'll walk right up to it. No brushing it in, nothing. It's crazy. They're tough too. Travis shot one, like he shot one. And the way he described it, I was like, holy shit! And then he just said how it flew away. I'm like, what the 
Oh, fuck. Well, yeah, if you shoot them in the wings, like, with a gun, it, like, their wings will, like, block everything, and they'll just fly off. No, yeah, he shot, smoked this thing with a with the arrow, and I couldn't believe it. Dude, the video, like, the picture, I don't think he had a video. I think he might have had a video. No, he showed me the arrow, and I couldn't, and then he showed me the blood, and I was like, what? So I you mean, never got it? No, it, like, went down this ridge and, like, hovered out, and then... And the one thing he said, he scouted it, and then somebody told him, like, it maybe went into a tree, and they never looked up and died in the tree. But I couldn't believe it. Like, the way, I'm like, how can I, but in all the blood, dude, it looked like a deer trail. Really? Oh, yeah, for, like, <laughs> like 10 yards, dude, it looked like a be- like, you just smoked this deer, dude, like, right in the pump house. That's crazy. Yeah, I've never shot one with a bow. I want to, but I just haven't knew. I don't know. Maybe I've got enough under my belt now, and I have the pop-ups that I've uh, actually. I'm I'm buying a new pop-up because I I took my bayonet or whatever out and left it out and fucked it all up. Yeah. So I'm gonna buy a new one. When I shot that one with a, I think I still have that. I have that one on Tacticam, but I don't think you can see it that well because it was like 38 yards. So. I don't care what anybody says. I'll shoot turkey at 38 yards. <laughs> That's a poke. Dude, sure. I don't fucking care. I'll smoke a turkey any day at 38 yards. 38 yards is my money. I shot my deer at 37 and a half. But 38 yards is my money spot. So this, I shot this turkey. So it, I didn't call it in. And it was it was fall. It was fall. So I was sitting on like, like a ground. Like, I don't even know what. Like, I wouldn't want to call it a berm. But like. So I'm deer hunting, bull hunting, and I seen this group of turkeys coming in. And I always buy my turkey tag. I was like, I'm going to fucking shoot this thing. And it was, I seen all these toms, all these ones, and I seen this one. Every time this t- turkey pluck at the ground, they all pluck after him. I was like, I'm shooting that one because he's the <laughs> alpha or whatever you want to call it. <laughs> so he's the pick. Or, so I was like, I'm going to shoot this one. So I lined him up, let him come up there. And I've probably held my draw for like four minutes, man. I was, I was shaking. <laughs> Smoked this turkey because I was like, because I knew their eyesights were so crazy. I was like, I'm going to draw when they're like 50, 60 yards and I'm going to let them come in because I knew where this one spot was. So, and I shot him. And as soon as he shot up, he like, like, like you know, I don't like flocked up. You know what I mean? Like this, like jumped up in the air, and he literally went, boom, dead, <laughs> and and like that, and all the other toms he and Jakes attacking him started beating the piss out of him. <laughs> I didn't know that was gonna happen. I was like, what the fuck is going on? Yeah. That was, that was like crazy. I was like, what the fuck? I've never had that. Like I think I'd say the the coolest turkey story I have, excluding my biggest one, which we'll save for this spring. Um, was Mike. So he actually misses this turkey, but we get out late. So my whole plan was we would get out. I'd take the pop-up out. I already knew where the turkey was going to be. Set the pop-up up, and we'd be good to go. Well, we get out there late, which was my fault. Run to set up where we wanted to set up, but we couldn't sit next to each other because I didn't have a place to like hide, so I had to sit up next to a tree. He had this kind of thing that he could set in front of him, which helped him out. Well, we get set up, and I, I'm, I'm calling, I'm calling, I'm calling, and he's responding. Well, then I have a hen, like, responding back to me, but I think it's a hunter because it's every time I call, it calls back. Every time I call, it calls back. And I'm like, what's going on here? Like, that's, is that another hunter? 
So like I start getting kind of like aggressive on the call. And next thing you know, I look over and there's two hens uh, coming over the hill. And they go down in this bowl with these toms. And they, they, these turkeys made so much noise. I've never heard anything like it. They were going absolutely insane in this like bowl. Well, then 20 minutes later, one pops out with some hens and they all start walking our way. And this tom is fired up. Like, I don't know if you've ever experienced that. Like a tom that's just like mm-hmm. lit up. Oh, I, boy. I heard one like, like you, you visually can see them now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, no, I've never had that. I've heard one just like lit up, but he was like, you know, away. Oh wait. no, yo. So we'll have to get together because I'll tell you right now, you get a tom fired up, and it's it's pretty cool because he won't. So this turkey didn't break strut except for one time, and that was to go under a log, and then he just gobbled his ass off. Mm-hmm. I mean, the whole time. And that's why I like don't consider myself like a true true turkey hunter because like I shot that in fall. I didn't call that thing in it all i didn't have no, it was just i was just sitting at the right spot in the right time yeah i, I threw my my deer hunt away too because after that they fucking, <laughs> everything in the fucking woods knew but <laughs> but but yeah continue sorry um so he's coming he's coming he's coming and he's he's strutting out now mind you mike has never this is the first time mike i think has had this like been turkey hunting where turkeys actually come in so he's pretty amped up but we're not close enough for me to be like Hold on, hold on, hold on. Because I know um, at this moment, like once I see the turkey coming, like he sees the decoy, this dude is like, he is fired up. He's going to walk right to us. But Mike doesn't know that because he's fresh to turkey hunting. So I was not able to say, wait. Well, I got to like 50 yards and Mike got all ramped up and he just, boom, (laughs) turkey shoots up in the air. Fucking comes down, starts running away. He shoots again, goes over top of it. The turkey flies away. And then he just stands up and he looks up at me and he goes, I should have waited, shouldn't I? I was like, yeah, probably. But uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, for him, it was pretty cool. But I, I still don't know what those turkeys were doing down in this bowl. Like, they were, like, fighting each other. It was crazy. The hens were going nuts. The toms were going nuts. And then it kind of went quiet. And then all of a sudden, boom, he come running, running up the hill. Mm-hmm. So. I like we spot and stalked them with uh old Dylan. Um, it was pretty cool, like, because he it was just like he was just strutting out there, and we just like went down this ridge, like, kind of what. But by the time we got up to him, I mean, once they like kind of like strutting and all that, I like it, he just wasn't paying no attention, and all of a sudden it was something like this thing was just like maybe it fucking seen us or something i don't know but it just like strutting and strutting and all of a sudden it's just like i, I swear it's just boom, gone i'm like what the fuck <laughs> but yeah so you ever you know that little thing on their nose you know what that thing's called e- eucalyptus no it's the snood the snood what's that what does it do so it's like uh it so it'll actually tell you kind of how a de- uh, turkey reacts to things so like if you're sitting there hunting a turkey and uh you see that little snood kind of start to shoot up on his face he better shoot because he's getting ready to leave no <laughs> I, I it was too far away from that because we just had bows on yeah see, ground stalking a turkey with a bow is not easy Welcome to showbiz. That's what I remember yeah. when that fucker ran away. That's what I said. I was like, welcome to showbiz. But you can get on him pretty, like a pop-up blind and an open field. You can get up on him pretty quick, pretty easy. Not hard. 
They're kind mm-hmm. of dumb. Yeah, I'll have to. I, I don't know if I'm going to make two. Uh, probably. We'll have to set something up. Don't you have turkeys out where you hunt? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the I, springtime, too? Um, I never tried hunting in the mountain springtime, to oh, be honest. Oh, man. Well, I'll guarantee you. My brother-in-law goes out there and sees it. Like, he'll go out there, like, in the morning, and then he'll see if they're, you know, I mean, uh, off the roost and see if he hears any off the roost. But I don't know. I don't think they – I don't really see him in the springtime too much there, but – no, yeah, but you don't go out there in the springtime very much, do you? No, but he does. I'm saying, but I haven't seen him. But he said he goes out there and he doesn't hear nothing. And he's just like, all right, never mind. I'll go out there. I'll listen for him. That's fine. It's totally fine. So, Dude, we're gonna rabbit hunt that the north side. <laughs> if we have a dog this time, oh, if we get we, Remy. I guarantee we limit out. <laughs> yeah. That is the most rabbit spot I've ever seen in my life. The only issue is we might need to get permission from the neighbor because uh, he's going to go over there yeah. for sure. <laughs> and I don't really want to talk to her about how we have to chase this stupid dog down yeah. on her property. No, that's a good excuse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's a good excuse. So go meet her. Right. Fuck. But it usually it stops over there. You know what I mean? Because remember, that's where that wood kind of, where that like little spot speckle woods we were like it kind of just like stops right there like we have all like because he must have that farmer must have um what's it called timbered oh clear cut it clear cut it all that stuff um a couple whatever years a while ago probably a couple like a decade ago and that's why it's so thick right there yeah i mean but there's still some over there i'd rather just talk to her oh yeah we'll talk to her and just let her know hey hypothetically or you know i would just ask if we can rabbit hunt it like hey can Mm -hmm. we rabbit hunt this like we're not we're not trying to deer hunt it but if not like we're bringing an inexperienced dog and there's a good chance yeah we'll definitely talk to her justin's talked to her quite a bit uh and then he talks to the one person that uh hunts it gun hunts it it's a the other neighbor on the other side but he only shoots does, so, but he needs to start doing a better job. There's too fucking many does. So how many do you want him to shoot? He, he, 200. I don't think he has two, a freezer. 200 deer. I found a guy today that wants me to shoot him a doe. I was like, well, I got to get two for another guy, So, and I'm going to be gone for Disney. When so are you the, going to Disney? The 10th, so like the 21st. So like here in a couple of weeks, you're going to have to You're going on Christmas Eve? Is that when you're coming back? No, the 21st. Oh, I'm oh. coming back on the 20th. Fuck, I didn't know you were going to fucking Disneyland. Yeah. I've had it planned for like two years. Fuck, man. We're going to have to record some episodes. I know. What are we going to record and talk about? Disneyland. <laughs> Disney, yeah. Probably better than my uh, freaking deer hunting. That probably... But I have to talk about some winter plans, like uh, like we did. Like we want to do some shows. Yeah, do some shows. Talk about some ice fishing. Maybe we can get some people on here that will go actually go fucking ice fishing with me. I don't know. If anybody wants to go ice fishing with Matt, hit him up. Matt Wager said he'd go walleye fishing with me. I'm fucking, we're going, I'm taking him up. I don't want to go with Matt because ugh, he's such a good fucking person. Like, What do you fucking mean? You don't want to go with him because he's a good person? Yeah, because, no, I'm, I'm saying he's so good at fishing, too. He's just whamming him. He's like, eh, just limit out. What do you got? I, I haven't even got my freaking fishing pole out. Oh, don't worry. You come with me, and I'll, I'll got you. Oh. I'm not that great at it. Although, so... <laughs> My buddy Brady, I, I feel real bad for this guy. So this guy's the best man at my wedding. We've done a lot of things together. Um, and I convince him to go every year the Saginaw River freezes. Like I convince him to go up there and uh, go walleye fishing. 
And I'm not kidding when I say we've gone at least 10 times together. Cause like we, I just kind of started getting into this, but I've, I bet I've gone at least 10 times, right? With him specifically. And he has never pulled a walleye through the ice. Last year I took him, uh, and another buddy of ours and, uh, me and the other guy caught like, I don't know, five, six a piece. And the other dude, this was his first time ever going walleye fishing through the ice. And Brady didn't catch a single fish. Like, and it's not that he's doing anything different than us. It's just he has really, really, really bad luck. Dude, I just I just hate fishing, dude. I, 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 man, even if I'm slamming him, I just hate it. I don't know why, dude. But when we went up bear hunting last year, we, dude, we came off the, I mean, we're going into the water and the guy was coming off because the, they limited out. So yeah, we just limited out in like less than thirty minutes. I was like, oh, fuck. we go out there. We didn't. We catch a perch no bigger than my pinky. And <laughs> Justin caught it. I didn't catch it. I was like, this is so stupid. <laughs> and like, dude, oh, that was a rough bear trip. I've had some rough bear hunts. <laughs> no, I uh, I want to go ice fishing. I probably do a lot of rabbit hunting. Yeah, I want to do some of that. And then uh, we should. Just- you know any good rabbit people? You know, like rabbit guides or not guides? <laughs> I, don't I, I don't know. I'm, I like rabbit. Like, I wonder. If, try to get some of them on there. Kyle Connor, he's a good small game guy. He always. I yeah, I mean, I don't know that people are like experts. I mean, I'm sure there are. Oh, I bet. Oh, I bet you there is. But I don't know. I know some experts that can teach me. Yeah, I don't know. I'm fixing to drive around and. And just pick up rabbit hunt spots specifically for my dog. Just talk to farmers about uh, let me hunt their ditch rows and fence rows with uh, my dog and seeing what it is. Uh, see what I. Can I mean, do. you'll find a lot of them because there's probably a lot of places that just don't have timber and they don't care. They're like, well, there's yeah, no like, deer hunting, so yeah, as long as you're not deer hunting, they're probably not. But it's a decent way to kind of break ice, get your foot in the door for deer hunting. Well, I'm saying there's places that probably you can't even deer not. Not that you can't, like, you. there's physically no timber, you know what I mean? It's just all fence rows. Yeah, it's one of the best places I've ever rabbit hunted was, it had some timber, but none of the rabbit, like, right. like I would say it's probably like your timber, uh, where you deer hunt, where it's just wide open, not much rabbits, and it, it was it, and it was only like a five-acre piece of woods. Everything else was all ditch banks and fence rows, and they were loaded. I mean, loaded with rabbits. So, yeah, I don't know. That's my plan. Archery, archery, 3D season. I was going to think about doing spots this year, but every time I think about doing spots, I'm passing. What are spots? So it's like, it's literally a spot, like a target. It's like a little target, you know, little rings and all that. They're called spots. There's like different style of spots. It's like, it's... I guess if you're good at it, it's dude. It's that's like such a mental game. It's not even fun to me. It's not. If I won't do any archery shooting, I'll be honest. My January, February will be rabbit hunting and ice fishing. Um, but it'll be until there's ice on the Saginaw River. Um, I won't probably f- ice fish at all. Um, and then uh, come March. Um, if there's no ice on the Saginaw River, I'll go up and walleye fish until it closes 
And then April, I'll be getting into turkey hunting. And then walleye actually opens back up again, so I'll try that. And then uh, that would be probably the first part of my year is going to be fishing, rabbit hunting, and then getting into turkey hunting. Mine will be archery, baby, archery. Yeah, I'm going to have to record a couple podcasts after the baby comes because Megan's not. You're going to be so tired. Nah, I'll be all right. <laughs> I'm taking all January off, so. Do you get paid? In theory, I will. I have like a some on salary, so I get these things called banked hours for working overtime and weekends and all that. That's what they were saying when I signed the contract to sweet talk me and that because I was an hourly employee for a long time. And then they're like, hey, the salary thing. I was like, all right, I'll do it because Megan was having the baby and all that. So I said, so this is my whole plan is to use all Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, Megan to use when she has a baby to use all these magical banked hours. So I have a theory that they're going to be like, no, you got to come back to work. And I'm going to be like, well, technically no, because I got a person called Lara, and I'll call you. I'll call them and <laughs> say that you're making me work too many hours, not paying me overtime. But after that, I don't care. I want. I, I just want to do it. This year, my whole goal, I mean, 2022, my whole goal outside of hunting, you know, and the baby obviously is going to take up a lot of time, but I want – Every year I've made it into the shoot off for champions of champions and the top running or I've been in the, you know, the running, I guess you would say for like, you know, I mean, for archery, like in my class, I've been yeah. doing pretty decent in the tops of them. So this year I want to lease podium on the final or like be the top three of shooter of the year or win win champions of champions or win multiple tournaments actually take home stuff i always come in, in like top three and i can never and i blame myself it's always myself i took second to last when i went yeah you did real good <laughs> so i mean i and i've done that too i i've last year i'm probably a, like two years ago i was having a great Probably, probably get a podium in this tournament. Travis actually ended up win winning that tournament. So uh, doing great. Last shot. I shit you not. It was a turkey, a half-strut turkey, 21 yards. And I, if I if I made a, a clean shot, eight like eight points, and that's like halfway decent in the vitals, you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, I'm taking podium. I'm podium, and you know, at least taking some money home. And it was like a two and a half hour drive or it was two hour drive there. So it would pay for my gas probably. I miss, <laughs> I missed the target completely. Five points. I might be, I maybe would have podium still. I missed completely. Just boom. And that's the only arrow I lost all season. Missed the last shot, all that. I'm like, are you fucking me? I, and I, and it was my fault. I don't know how, but like i don't know how i did it but yeah it was 100 my fault i'm just like man i'm never gonna let this fucking happen first shot of the next year i miss <laughs> and i was like what the fuck so i started i ended the season 
on a miss. On a miss and started the season with a miss. Did the rest of your season get better after that? Uh, no, I, it did. A little, it did. I did good. I think I did decent. Like Travis probably could, you know, contest with me that uh, that I I fall like halfway through a tournament, I'll fall deep, and then I can pick back points up. So I don't know. I I just got to work on it. That's like my main goal is to. I did a couple. They were kind of fun. They are fun. I I really like them, especially I like the people a lot more. I mean, it's a super. Cool. I don't know. I didn't the one tournament I did there. People were all right. The one with the the tack with the bow bros. Yeah, there. that's tack though. You yeah. can't the bow bro guys like <laughs> like dudes going out with like like fifty pounds of sh- ruck backpacks on. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? <laughs> Like I felt like I carried a stool with me with arrows and all like in tools and like some drinks and all that. Like it was just like a stool backpack thing. But that's because I I was like I I'm not gonna if there was a backup I wanted to sit down. Yeah. So I didn't get fatigue. But these fuckers are carrying, dude. They ha- what? It's eighty degrees out. What do you need a backpack? You're climbing around a mountain. You need a water bottle, some shit just in case your bow breaks, some arrows. I think. I think I lost two arrows, and both of them were on the practice range. <laughs> and I don't, I don't think, I don't know if Travis lost any arrows. I don't think. I know I lost two of your arrows. Yeah, you lost two of my arrows, so you did good. I mean, <laughs> well, you didn't lose one. You broke, broke one. one. You broke one, and then you lost one. So like, them are fun. Tack, tack is all right. Three days is too much. I can tell you that. Two days for sure. That's all you need. Like, the R100 would be fun. You would like that. Yeah, but, I want to do that one. Yeah, and then, yeah, the R100s and stuff. But I don't know. It's time to come out. We'll have a whole another episode about archery tournaments. Yeah, we so we covered a handful of topics that we'll have more on later on. Yeah. This is just a refresher episode of just... Yeah, I would say. I mean... uh Probably end of the year we'll have a recap, um, and then we can I, just go through all the amazing buck stories I have. Yep. <laughs> and then I'll be able to get out. I'm like I said, I'm in doe mode, so that's probably where I'm going. Uh, I'm taking Sunday off of work because uh, Michigan is finally in the Big Ten title game, and so I am going to stay up and watch that. Uh, so I will not be ready to work on Sunday. I have Sunday, Monday, Tuesday off, so I'll be hunting then. Um, and then, yeah, I don't know. After that, uh, come January 2nd, the old Beagle, he's going to be getting his uh, rabbit hunting in, and hopefully he works out. I'll let you know. I'm hoping he does. I think he will. I have faith that he will. I just got to get the tools. I've been kind of procrastinating a little bit, but it'll be all right. So, Other than that, the rest of the year, I don't have a much. Do you say you have to get a tool? I just got to get the tool. I mean, like the shot call. Oh, okay. Like, I was like, what the like fuck? That. What tool is there? So, all right. Well, I, I guess this is a good one. Holy one. I can't believe it's been this long. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm always amazed that we, uh, when we don't come prepared, how we're able to just bullshit our way through another hour, hour and 15 yeah. podcast. <laughs> we will, come beginning of the year, I think, though, you're going to get more guests uh, so we'll have a little bit more stories that will probably recap a lot of the 2021 deer season for other people. Um, it's just right now, no one's probably no one's really talking about it. So we'll uh, 
we'll have some guests. We'll have some better stories than the ones uh, I mean we're giving you because in Michigan so far combined, Joe and I have one deer on the ground, so we're not yeah, doing we're, great. We're doing awesome podcast. <laughs> so, but yeah, that's pretty much all I got today. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll see you guys around. See ya.